Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Hi, Dr. Alex here. If you like the show today, or any day, I would love it if you took about 10 seconds to go to iTunes and leave a review for the show. I've been doing this for about 14 years now, and I spend hundreds of hours every year in preparation and recording the show. And if you like it, if it's worth your time, if you think it might benefit others, I would love it if you could leave a review to recommend to your friends or just recommend it to your friends that could benefit from listening to the show. Thank you so very much. Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand that this information is not intended to cure or heal anything. Everything in the presentations is the opinion of Alex Lloyd. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concern you may have. All right, welcome everyone. Wherever you are, whenever you're listening, we know most people listen to this by the podcast or the uh, recording. Uh, We're so appreciative of your presence. We know there's lots of things that you could spend your time doing and lots of things that take up your time, so we are honored. If we can do this better uh, in any way for you, Please don't hesitate to let us know that, and I I think Johanna will share before we sign off where you can email us to do that, and we have changed many times, a lot, over the last 12 or 14 years as we have done this. Um, We want this to be a little bit, uh, a little inspiration and boost in the middle of your week. We want to challenge you just a little bit with something maybe Uh, you've never thought about, and we want to give you something to practically apply that hopefully will make your day and week a little better, and every once in a while, maybe your life a little better. Today, we're talking about something that will make you lose every time, and it's amazing to me how many people do it, and they do it over and over and over, when if they would stop doing it, they would win instead of lose. So uh, if you're interested in that, over the next 15 or 20 minutes, I'm going to try to lay this out. Um, Urban Meyer, who is the coach of the Ohio State Buckeye football team, uh, before that won two national championships, I believe, at Florida, and has been kind of under fire uh, the last few months, and maybe deservedly so, for having a coach who was uh, committing domestic violence and and evidently he knew about that and didn't do what he should have done. And um, so anyway, I'm not a fan of him for that way, Uh, but he is considered one of the top football coaches in the world, and that probably goes back about 15 years, and it's still probably true today. And it was interesting to me that uh, in a recent game where Ohio State lost to Penn State, big rival, 
and it was their only loss of the year. So it was huge because they were in line for a national championship before that. And it was an upset. They were supposed to win. And at the end of the game, Urban Meyer was interviewed, and it fascinated me what he said, because here's what he said, direct quote. We lost because we lost our humility. Let me say it again. We lost the football game because we lost our humility. Now that was a rather unusual thing in my experience for a football coach to give as a reason for losing. But I think he was exactly correct. And humility is one of the most misunderstood and one of the most underestimated issues in everyone's life. Okay? Now, if you haven't already turned this off because you heard the word humility, um, I'm going to try to lay out the case for this, how it may be that missing, hidden, secret thing in your life that is causing you to lose instead of win. And, and that, that, by the way, that was true in my life and in the life of so many people that I've worked with over the years, although they would have never identified it as that, okay? Just about everyone I've ever worked with, if I were to ask them, and I've not asked clients this consistently, but I have a number of times when they've told me what they were doing or not doing, I've asked them, do you want to have more problems in your life? I mean, doing this thing that you did or by not doing that thing that you knew you should do, are you just wanting more problems? Well, I've yet to have someone say yes. They always say, well, no, of course not. And, and, and I mean, even extreme things like, like uh, someone has an affair that was a horrible, terrible, inappropriate affair that absolutely devastated two families. And then they're in my office after the fact trying to patch things up. And if I were to ask them that question, they would say, well, no, I was not trying to cause more problems by having the affair. Okay, well, did you believe the affair was right or wrong morally in relation to your wife, children, etc.? All right? And typically they would say, well, of course, I knew it was wrong. All right? I respond, okay. If you knew it was wrong and did it anyway, you're saying you did not think this might cause more problems, you weren't trying to cause more problems in your life, okay? And what they would typically say was something like, well, of course I knew it could cause problems, but really I was trying to solve a problem. And I would say, knowing what was coming, Okay, and what would that problem be? Well, we've, we've been growing apart for years. Our sex life is non-existent. Um, she's not very nice to me anymore. Uh, maybe 
a client would say, I've wondered if she's had an affair herself, even though there's no proof of that or whatever, okay? But they would ultimately tell me that even in doing a wrong thing, they were, try they were not trying to create more problems. They were trying to solve a problem, which was loneliness, um, not having intimacy with the person they should be having it with, and so they go elsewhere. And, and, and everyone who hears this knows that is so common these days. I travel to Europe and Asia a lot. Uh, it's, not, it's not near as common in Asia, but in parts of Europe, they just assume that, you know, uh, affairs and mistresses and things like that are a part of life. They're not that big a deal, okay, which is uh, difficult for me to understand sometimes. But anyway, so people, even when they do wrong, are not trying to cause more problems, all right? Well, what if you knew and were convinced this is not going to solve the problem, okay? And that's what I would probably have said. Well, did having the affair solve the problem of, you know, not having appropriate relations with your wife and scratching that itch and then the whole rest of your life can get better and better? Well course every time. No, it didn't. It created more problems, <laughs> even though they didn't believe that. All right. Well, why did that person have the affair, knowing all of this in advance? And why do so many people, including me, mess up every day almost and do something you believe you shouldn't do or not do something that you believe you should? Well, I think one of the reasons is that we lost our humility. Or maybe never had it. Just like the Ohio State coach said the reason they lost the critical game, even though they were more talented, highly rated, on the way to a national championship, etc. Okay, so let's explore this a little bit. Most people think of humility as weakness. You know, kind of uh, Marvin Milktoast. Doesn't have the stuff to stand up for yourself, okay? And, and we do. We put people on pedestals these days who are attackers, man. Uh, look at social media. Look at the political environment. Look at all the hatred out there these days, okay? And, and uh, we applaud these people who uh, stand up for themselves, okay? That's the, way we, that's the way we term it. And by the way, I'm all for standing up for yourself in the face of abuse or judgmentalism or inappropriate behavior or anything like that. 100% for that, okay? But in my view, a lot of times it's not that. It's not just standing up for yourself and what you believe is right. And the way you can tell whether it is or not, most of the time, is, is it done in anger and hatred, the standing up for yourself, or is it done in love and truth? 
Okay? Now, there's a couple of exceptions to that. If someone has been so abused, they may be so traumatized that that anger is the only way they can get it out. It's the only way they can even say it. When Hope was severely depressed for 12 years, sometimes, you know, I would, come on, honey, tell me what's bothering you. What is it? And she really didn't want to talk about it, but I knew that we needed to sort it out because something was wrong. And finally, she would say it, but it came out as anger, all right? And I would say, being an idiot back then, and and a lot of idiots still today, maybe not quite as much, but big-time idiot back then, I would say, well, why are you you angry? Why are you saying... And, And she would say regularly, it's the only way I can get it out, okay? Now, she doesn't do that today, hadn't in a long time. But that's the exception, is extreme abuse, harm situations where that's the only way you can get it out. But that's not the majority of what we're seeing these days in the world as far as this temperature of anger and hatred, all right? And I think one of the big causes of that is we've lost our humility. To me, true humility is not weakness at all, it's strength. And if we look back through history, some of the most humble people who have ever lived, and, and go, go search for yourself, I mean, Gandhi, Mother Teresa, Jesus, Abraham Lincoln, I mean, many people who aren't famous but are quietly serving and, and, and doing it in a wonderful, kind, positive, loving way, under the radar, okay? That is humility. And let me tell you, true humility takes uh, courage. It takes bravery. It's much harder to be humble than to be angry and hateful, okay? That's easy to do, man. That, that's hair trigger. That's off the cuff. That's, you know... I, Anyone can do that, and most people do, all right? Humility means believing the truth about yourself, the whole truth, not just part of the truth, okay? I was raised in a very religious, legalistic setting that took me decades to recover from. And in that setting, I believed that if I did good, I got good. If I did bad, I got bad. But it wasn't just that simple. I had to have a certain ratio. And everyone's ratio or percentage is different. Mine was to be to feel like I was a good person, I needed about 90% good things to 10% bad things that I did or didn't do. Okay? The problem was my ratio was nowhere close to that. And I tried over and over and over to do that right, and I never could get it right enough. I was born with dyslexia, with ADD, ADHD, uh, a number of physical birth defects, okay? And I just could not do it right. And, And in my experience working with people over 30 years now, I've never met anyone who can do it right. Now, there's people who can do it better than others, all right? 
but no one who can do it right all the time. Okay, so who gets to judge where that line is, okay, and say, well, that, that person's a bad person, so I'm going to act in hatred and anger and stuff toward them because their ratio is too far down. They're only 50-50, and I'm 70-30, okay? Well, who made you judge and jury? And how do you know what's in that person's heart? And how do you know if you had walked in their shoes from the time they became a fetus that you would not be doing the same thing or maybe even worse? Well, the answer to those questions is you can't know, okay? So our job is not to judge. Our job is to love. And here's how it works. Humility equals truth. Truth about yourself, okay? And we don't have time to get into the spiritual part of this, which is absolutely critical but we, we go into that in many of these spiritual laws of nature. So look through them and find the ones that do deal with that. But, but I'll just give you this one little piece. My belief about myself today is 180 degrees different from the way I was raised in that religious legalistic setting. Okay? I believe I am a good person inherently. Not because of what I've done or not done, but internally, in my spirit, the part of me that is eternal and that's going to live forever. I believe I am a good person, made good and still am, all right, even after I've done a wrong thing and knew it was wrong when I did it, okay? Because if doing the wrong thing makes me a bad person, then it makes you a bad person too, because have you ever told a lie in your life? Have you ever not done something that you felt you should do and really were compelled to do, but you didn't do it, all right? No one is blameless, okay? So if we're going to start saying, okay, there's a hierarchy, if you've only done this many things wrong, then you're this good a person. If you've only done this many things wrong, then you're this good a person. Let me tell you, no one can judge that. No one, except God. All right? Even the person themselves cannot adequately judge that because they don't usually know why they did what they did or didn't do the good thing that they felt like they should. Okay? So a whole lot of this goes to your spiritual beliefs about who you ultimately are as a person and maybe even an eternal person in relation to the spiritual the and eternity, okay? Uh, according to statistics, approximately 97% of all people on earth believe in God or a spiritual reality that cannot be measured but that is real, okay? That's a higher degree of agreement than we could get on almost any other issue. 97%? Are you kidding me? Okay? And the interesting thing about that is typically the things that we agree on, 80%, 90%, things like that, are the things with the most empirical evidence and proof. 
but with the belief in God or spiritual reality, the, 95, the 97% agreement is on the one with the least proof. And I believe very much there's a reason for that. And it's that internally we know there's more. Okay? And if you've experienced it like I have, no one can talk you out of that. Okay, let's finish this up. So, humility equals believing the truth about you. I'm a good person. I'm not any better than anyone else, and I'm not any worse than anyone else. We're equal. Okay? Problems come from lies. Humility is believing the truth. Problems come from lies. The people that sit in my office and say, yeah, I had the affair to try to solve a problem, they were believing a lie. We call that rationalization. And after the fact, they realize that and say, yeah, I see now how that was ridiculous. Okay? So they were believing a lie that created more problems. Why did it create more problems? Because that gentleman times hundreds that I've worked with lost their humility. And they said, I'm not going to do what I believe is right and in love in the present moment. I'm going to do what I want to do, which is primarily seek pleasure and avoid pain. The opposite of humility is comparison. And I compare myself to this person and I feel better about myself. I'm better than them. I compare myself to that person and I feel worse about myself. I'm worse than them. The problem is I never have all the information because I don't know what they're like on the inside. I don't know what they're like at home with the doors closed and the curtains pulled. Okay? And let me just tell you, in 30 years of counseling and therapy and thousands of clients all over the world, remember this. Everybody's got their junk. No exceptions. I've ever found not a single one. Everybody's got their junk. So if you play that game, you're guaranteed to lose more and more and more problems. So the opposite of humility is comparison, inferiority or superiority. The inferiority or superiority causes you to have expectation, either positive or negative. And as we know from the research at Harvard, expectation is a happiness killer, a health killer, a relationship killer, because it instantly spikes your stress. Which means more problems. So unless your goal is more problems, one of the secrets, and maybe the most common secret that everyone misses, is you can't lose your humility. You have to spiritually find the truth out about yourself. Believe it, and I believe that that is you are good, no better, no worse. We're the same. You're not necessarily what you've done or not done. You are who you really are in your heart. So, to wrap up, the thing to pray about this week, meditate on, 
You want more problems or less problems? It's that simple. Well, check your humility. I say you can't lose it. I know it took me decades to find mine. Okay? So if that's you, hey, put in the time. Find the truth about you. Use our tools. Pray, etc. Get your humility and see less and less, fewer and fewer problems in your life. In every area, health, relationship, finances, etc. Have a great day.